Welcome to the Open Book Test Podcast. I'm Allison Levy, and for 11 years, I advised the bright, ambitious students in Notre Dame's Mendoza College of Business. And now I've invited some of my favorite alums to share their stories with you. We talk about the key factors in the decisions they made to pursue a business degree, pick a specific major, and start down a certain career path. On an open book test, it's all about the resources you bring to the table, and these young professionals, representing all six of the majors Mendoza offers, are the best resources I know. They're an open book about what worked for them and where they might like a do-over. Let them help you feel more confident about the decisions you'll be making about your future and discover resources you didn't even know to ask for. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. the February Highlighter Edition. This means that the podcast is now three months old, and we are just shy of 1,000 downloads. So that is exciting, at least to me. And that's a big number, but it still means there's exponential room for growth. So please subscribe if you haven't already and share this podcast with a college student majoring in business or a college-bound student who might be interested in business, or the parent of either of those students. And frankly, even if they're not interested in business, there's so much good information. You know, my guests all have Notre Dame in common at the moment, but there's such diverse perspectives touching on all aspects of that major-to-career continuum. So really good stuff, and I would just want it to get out into the world and have more people listening and benefiting from from their great wisdom. You know, if you look at the tracks when we record, let me just be clear, they're doing most of the talking. So it's not me you're listening to, it's them. Uh, So let's talk about February. A common theme that came up this month, which I suppose is appropriate in the month of February, was this concept of passion, right? So this week's guest, Jake Bibar, talked about being multi-passionate and diving deep into lots of new topics and how that actually made college a little bit challenging. Colleen Spelder, she found her passions in social enterprise and sustainability, and she figured out how to make that a focus of her career after starting down an ITM path. And But as much as it worked out for the two of them, this month's Highlighter Edition is really my rant against the word passion, because I think it adds to the anxiety that our young people are feeling. Passion is one of those words that those giving advice like to throw around. And they say things like, you know, the secret to success, just find your passion and follow that. I've really never been a fan of telling anyone under the age of 25 or maybe even 55 to follow their passion. Passion is a big, weighty word that feels bigger than it has to sometimes. And in its simplest form, you know, passion is just something you get excited about. But I think it often carries connotations of seriousness and maybe even obsession, which can make it both scary and also have us doubting whether we have any passions. You know, for me, I like and maybe even love a lot of things, but I wouldn't say that any of them live up to being a true life passion. And, and I think that's okay. But if everyone's telling you to find your passion and follow your passion and you don't think you have one, that can leave you thinking, like, where was I when they passed out the passions? Was I absent that day? And that, again, can be a source of anxiety or frustration, or it just adds to that feeling that you don't have this all figured out yet. And that's not where any of us want to be. So 
today I just want to first give you permission to just kind of relax about that. If you don't feel like you have a passion, we'll talk about what I think you should have instead. Because let's be real, some people are more passionate than others, right? Maybe they just feel more deeply in general, right? They're more empathic by nature. Or maybe they have found those subjects or activities that they are just infinitely curious about and really committed to. But passions can be hobbies, like I love horses, or causes like social justice and things you feel very deeply about. But even in that quick example, you know, it's easy to see that one feels way more important than the other. (laughs) And so I think it's important to remember that passions are also, by their very definition, intensely personal. So if you have them, I don't think you should have to justify them to anyone else, right? You get to feel how you feel about that which you feel it about. So so don't feel like you ever have to justify whether your passion is worthwhile. Um, But if you don't have them, I'm here to tell you that that's okay too. Sometimes it's a personality thing. Passionate people aren't better or worse than those of us who don't identify as passionate necessarily. It's also not a time-bound kind of thing. Just because you don't have a passion today doesn't mean you won't discover one tomorrow. So I'm wondering if any of you have heard of Liz Gilbert. I think she first hit most people's radar with her book, Eat, Pray, Love, which was um, published in 2006, but also became a movie starring Julia Roberts in maybe 2010. Um, So I'm realizing that high school and college students were quite young when both of those came out. So you may not know who either of them are, but the movie's a good chick flick if you're interested. And she gave a talk about passion and curiosity that I used clips from when I taught a seminar in something called the Shamrock Leadership Program that was offered to first-year students at Notre Dame. And in that talk, she made the statement that there are just two kinds of people in the world. There are jackhammers and hummingbirds. And she's very clear that the world needs both kinds of people, and there are upsides and downsides to both. I've linked those clips in my show notes. They're just a couple minutes each and well worth the time. So I'm not going to go into a full description and repeat it, but just know that jackhammers are those kinds of people who know exactly what they want and they go after it hard. And hummingbirds are more curious about a lot of things and they flit from here to there, collecting and pollinating and, you know, sort of always on the move, but not necessarily in any specific direction. <laughs> and just just for the record, in case you couldn't figure it out, I, I am 100% hummingbird. And for a long time, though, I was kind of apologetic about that, about my lack of intensity or my lack of complete and utter focus on a few areas. But I have certainly learned to accept it. And I now understand that the way I approach life allows me to help both the jackhammers, and the hummingbirds in my life. So no matter which way you identify, I think there's plenty in this podcast that can be helpful to you. Our other two February guests, Matt Lynch and Cam Carmilo, didn't talk about being passionate at all. Cam very specifically said that he gets bored easily and is always looking for something new and shiny (laughs) to learn about, which is why IT and the world of tech in general is something he's just very curious about. So he feels comfortable pursuing it all the way to a PhD because he's confident that there's going to be something new to learn at every step of the way. And Matt has a similar story, right? He he is not going to fall on his sword in defense of accounting as a natural passion, but 
there's enough variety and opportunity to keep him interested over the course of an ever-lengthening career. So it's curiosity, not passion, that I think we should focus on, right? Passion is fiery and intense, whereas being curious is pretty low stakes. And I'm just suggesting you kind of pay attention to what flits into your consciousness that has you thinking, hmm, I might like to know a little bit more about that, and run with it sometimes. Run with it just a little bit to see where it might lead, especially early on when you're trying to figure out what's next. Um, I think sometimes we tune out the things we're curious about because we're already on a path. And I think we do that at our own peril, right? I think we do ourselves a disservice when we don't see like what's always kind of taking us off task and grabbing our attention. So I was on another podcast this week called All Else Equal, and it's run by a couple of ND professors that I know. And I'm just going to repeat a piece of advice that I gave on that podcast. And that is that when you're meeting with your various advisors on campus, I want to recommend that you share a little bit more of yourself and your interests so they get a fuller picture of you and what you're chasing and what you're searching for so that they can help you connect the dots, right? If if you just come into them to add a class or you go to a professor to talk about a homework assignment and you never share kind of what else you're up to or what you enjoy in your free time or you know, the cousin who has the company that really has you interested, they can't put all those pieces together and help you figure out what else you might be doing, right? But if you share that, oh, you have this real interest in sustainability, they might tell you that there's a minor. And maybe that hasn't hit your radar. Like it just, you didn't even think to ask, is there a minor in sustainability? Um, So you didn't know. Or they might tell you about the consulting club on campus that does real world problems and works with a particular company that you've expressed an interest in. Or they might tell you about a certain class that dives deep into a topic that's interesting to you. And those small connections can lead to much bigger things because you're curious already, you're going to dive a little bit deeper, you're going to learn a little bit more. You know, one referral leads to another referral leads to another referral until eventually this whole new scenario kind of appears in front of you. So be a little bit vulnerable, share what's on your mind, tell people in a position to help what's missing, what you're after, and see if they can't help fill in some of those gaps for you. Because the faculty and staff on campus have met with so many students, right? This is what they do all day long. I mean, at one point in my office, we had over 100 years of advising experience between the advisors. So even though it seemed you know, new and fresh and hard to that individual student, it was probably something we had heard before and helped resolve and helped them work through. And we know, you know, lots of students who have taken a variety of different paths. So we can say, hey, you might want to talk to Joe because he's doing something similar to what you're talking about. Or you might want to meet with this professor because his research is very much in this area. And so lots and lots of connections like that that if you're not sharing your whole story, you just might miss. So the more you share, the more they can help you uncover ways to really max out your four years doing things that you're going to feel great about and helping to put the pieces in place for a really terrific future. 
Uh, so that's really all I've got for you today. And again, thanks so much for sticking with us for three months. And we'll be back next week to start a great new roster of guests in March. And so again, please share this with people who might be interested. Leave us a review on Apple. And if you have questions you'd like me to answer or a certain kind of guest you wish I got on to the show, please send me an email. There's a link in the show notes. And uh, I'll do my best to, to follow through on that. So take care, be well, and we'll talk soon. Thank you.